0: This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio hosts... Larry Cohen.
1: Welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen from Ringler Associates Northeast Operations. And today we're coming to you from beautiful, sunny Newport Beach, California, uh, where we're having our 2009 Ringler Associates annual meeting. And having come from New England, I can tell you the weather here is just beautiful. Actually, I'm kidding, it's raining outside. I didn't want to screw up the Chamber of Commerce. Well, today's topic has been making headlines for months, and we're going to be looking at the current economic crisis, and we're going to ask some questions. Where has the money gone, and how has this economic crash affected us both financially and spiritually? And to help us do that, I've got two very special people with me. First, my co-host, Mella Ginty from our Ringler New York City office. Mella has been with uh, the Structured Settlement Business for over 17 years. She specializes in general liability and medical malpractice claims, also handles a lot of complex litigation. And uh, also, Mella, I know you have two beautiful little dogs. You love those dogs.
2: Absolutely, Larry.
1: <laughs> well, welcome yeah. to Ringler Radio, Mela. Thank you. And our special guest today to discuss these important issues is Dr. Ronit Lamy. For almost a decade, Dr. Lamy has specialized in the psychology of money. Her practice focuses on helping people cope with the emotions of wealth management and the impact that money and materialism has on individuals, families, and even organizations. Welcome back to Ringler Radio, Dr. Lamy.
3: Thank you, Larry.
1: I, uh, we had you here last year, and it was a, a very, very enlightening uh, conversation. I'm sure it'll be that way today. Well, last time you were here, uh, Ranit, you were talking about affluenza, what you termed affluenza. A-f-f-l-u-e-n-z. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting, a, a good take on words, because you talked about the effect of money, wealth, and materialism that it has on people. That, that's really the definition of affluenza. This time around, things are a lot different, aren't they? And the loss of wealth is very prevalent. Back then, it was the gaining of wealth. Now, it's the loss of wealth. So, are you seeing a rise in anxiety and stress because of all this financial instability?
3: Absolutely, um you see the whenever we deal with situations that are associated with loss and uh, we are dealing with our deepest fears, and therefore, anxiety and stress is a natural part of what is going on, so yes, I do a lot of people who are dealing with um loss uh, loss of finance experience a lot of stress and increased anxiety. Well, and I can
1: imagine that the toll it takes is not just from the money, losing the money, but it's emotional, psychological, and physical. Tell us about that.
3: So, you're absolutely correct. It does affect us on all these levels. Physically, I can see that there is, people may be surprised, but there is there is an increase in body pain, a tiredness, lack of energy, loss of motivation, and if we take it to extreme cases, it can even manifest uh, with heart attacks. And on the more extreme side is suicide. Wow. Um, emotionally, I, I see, I really see the stress and anxiety, even panic attacks. I see a lot of sadness, frustration, anger, disbelief, which leads to depression, loss of joy, blame, criticism.
1: You know, you know isn't it interesting we've also seen situations in the news where someone's lost their job, they've lost their wealth and all of a sudden they come home and literally kill their family. I mean it it got it gets to that extreme.
3: Yes, because um somehow people it's very difficult for the ego to to uh, learn to cope with loss and financial uh, having financial stability and creating money it, is rewarded and represented as an achievement and therefore when people lose that and if they've built their identity around that, then when you lose that, it's almost you're losing your identity. And most people who have created their identity around that can't take responsibility for that. So they, they have, you know, you have to have a let out and usually it's those who are closest to you. Can
2: you give us some tips for coping emotionally with these financial losses?
3: Uh, Sure. So, usually the first step is to develop a healthy attitude toward the financial loss. Um, The first thing I suggest to people to do is to uh, go through their emotional process and try to process it with a professional. They have to remember that this situation is temporary, and what will help them through the rough time is to develop a positive attitude towards what's going on, meaning having a faith that nothing stays the same. And obviously, we work with them through that. And if they've been able to create money in the past, they can recreate it in the future as long as they keep this positive attitude. I can, you know, give you a story of somebody I worked with today, which probably there is no coincidence, and I'm sharing this today. One of my clients shared with me today how five years ago he was scraping money, counting pennies to buy bread for the family and he borrowed a lot of money from people and five years down the line he's back into business and he's completely successful and he just can't believe how, you know, everything turned around and I asked him, you know, what helped you? And he shared with me, he said, you know, um it was keeping up with the faith that something better is waiting. I can create it again. Um,
1: so we had hope. Yes. Very interesting. I think
3: hope is a, is a major factor. You know, positive attitude is a major factor in getting out of these situations. And what one of the things that I'm observing, which bothers me personally as a professional, is when I hear in the news, um, people talk about how bad is the situation and how worse it's gonna get and then we are creating a collective consciousness uh, which plays on the fear that already exists in us and their people become more anxious and there is more panic and they don't spend and it's like a vicious circle
1: well there's no question about that now you you work a lot on the international scene how how do you look at Americans particularly do do we tend to worry too much about money how how, how do we how do how do you perceive that
3: you know that's a very good question i think that human beings tend to worry period I mean it doesn't matter whether you're American or or British or, mm-hmm. or middle Eastern, however, Americans and probably Middle Eastern tend to express that more than other cultures mm-hmm. so whether Americans worry more, I am not sure about that. I think they just express it more do um, they do they
1: cope differently i mean how do how do Americans seem to cope as you've seen uh, as you've talk to to a lot of different people.
3: There is uh, one thing that I like about the American attitude, and probably the Israeli one, is that they are um, a solution-focused society. So even though they may talk a lot about it, but uh, people like to take responsibility and to create and to build and to change and to grow. And that's what I, I, I identify as a major difference between Americans and a lot of the other parts of the world.
1: Interesting.
2: You've been on a show before talking about those who've come into sudden wealth. What's your opinion now on structured settlements in these hard economic times that we're facing?
3: I think it's such a great question because it's obvious that it can be very beneficial to to have a, a structured settlement in uh, an economy such as today 's economy so obviously it's a it's a great it 's a great thing to have at this time.
1: well you know it's uh, it 's very interesting we find Renit, that people who have structured settlements and they 've gotten them in the past uh, they 're often preyed upon by these individual companies trying to get them to sell their annuities and to get out of it and get a lump sum of money. And some people have said that in these times, maybe people are going to resort to that because they want a, a, some money to live on beyond what they think they can live on day to day or month to month with the structure. And yet if they do that, of course, they're going to dissipate it and be, be empty handed. So it, it's important that people hold on to the hope, but also hold on to their structured settlements, don't you think?
3: Yeah, correct. Um, you know, Larry, I don't, I don't know whether there is a, an absolute uh, right or wrong answer here. Obviously, in certain times, a structured settlement would be beneficial, and in other times, it would be causing some emotional uh, disappointment. So,
1: yeah, I know. I can understand there's, 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 you know, good times and bad times, and, and nothing is, is constant. But these tough economic times, they're, they're really kind of a wake up call, aren't they, to people who mismanage money and for them to now say, if I mismanage my money, uh, and didn't take a structure, for example, in a case that I had, and, and, and the money is gone, and the economic times are gone, uh, are bad, that, that hopefully they can pass that on to others around them, that if there is a case that they have, that a structured settlement could be a very valid and viable and secure way to continue on in this environment.
3: Absolutely.
1: That's good. Well, let's take a quick break right now, and we'll be back in a minute with Dr. Renee Lamy and uh, Take a little bit more of a, of a look at the emotional, psychological, and physical impact of some of these economic times on our society. We'll be right back.
0: This is Ringler Radio. Legal information, trends, and topics from Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 140,000 cases structured. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Ringler Radio. It's free. Did you know the number of listeners to Ringler Radio doubled in 2008? Thanks to our loyal listeners and welcome to all our new listeners as well.
1: Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and we're certainly glad you joined us. Well, my co-host today is Melaginti from our New York City office of Ringler Associates, and we're also talking to, of course, Dr. Renit Lamy about the present state of the economy and really its effect on the population at large. Uh, Dr. Lamy, which takes a bigger toll on people, coping with sudden riches or coping with a shrinking bank account? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> I know I know what it is for me. But go ahead.
3: What is it for you? The, well, listen, the, the first it, one? The,
1: no, the, the second
3: it, one, sorry. I can <laughs>
1: cope with riches easily. I can't cope with the sudden loss of the bank account.
3: You know, it, it's a great question and I am um, obviously shrinking bank accounts because it's very difficult for the mind to cope with loss. It it hits our deepest fears, as I said before. So um as much as it's, you know, sudden riches brings its own emotional challenges, losing something and is much harder to deal with.
2: Absolutely. What about the people who have gone from, say, 800 million to 100 million? Should they be stressed out because they're still very
3: rich? <laughs> Should they be stressed yeah. out? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be, but... <laughs> you know this is that's another one of uh, it's a very good question because i do see that people it's it's it, i mean from my perspective it's interesting to see and i say that without making any judgment just an observation of how people lo- lose sight of reality from 800 million to 100 million, and they they really um feel that they've lost everything and as a psychologist i, I know how tricky the ego is and you know, especially when you have, especially
1: the male ego.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> so the ego is very hard to please, uh, and and it's very difficult. I don't want to say to the male ego, to <laughs> accept the fact that you know he's been left with such a smaller toy to play with, uh, and he, and and the ego forgets that it still has a lot of money to live by. It's a very interesting phenomenon the, psychologically to see how it's. You know, people are proud of the financial success that they have, and they tend to forget when they lose a lot of money that I'm very blessed. I have so much to live by, and I, I can do so much with what I've got. And it's very interesting that they really get depressed, and and they're anxious, and they're stressed, and it's like their whole being is is obsessed with the loss. So, what should they do
2: to handle this situation?
3: Um, <laughs> jokingly go to therapy but <laughs> honestly
2: <laughs> right,
1: do you have available hours Let's...
2: <laughs> or buy
3: them more toys <laughs> or buy them more toys um, it's it, it's a great question and it's difficult to answer you know a few sentences but I'll try to give the right message so the first thing to do is really to count your blessings and, and to have a healthy attitude and to recognize that you know the truth is it, it's my ego is is hurt because I still have a lot I can do with and uh, I still have a lot I can use and, and grow and develop uh, once people recognize that and shift um, it, it can help them a lot looking at reality as it is
1: so really what you're saying that people get so worried about the, the wealth and losing wealth that they lose sight of what's important and what's real right absolutely and it's, it's that concept uh, and, and a friend of mine said one day that I said, how do you feel? And he he came back with a flip reply. said, I feel grateful. I feel grateful that I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I have a job. So oftentimes, it's, it may not be the great bank account, but you have other things in your life to look look to and to be thankful for.
3: I, you know, I, this is what I think we've lost. We really have so many things to be grateful for, and we forgot to count them.
1: So do you think we're more, I guess you do think we're more of a self-obsessed, materialistic society and we we t- we and it's easy to get that way isn't it uh, isn't it in the 90s when everything was going so well it's easy to get caught up in all that
3: yes you know um uh, just interesting i, I wanted to m- explain something um i don't know if you've seen the movie defiance um it N- came no, out didn't. recently and I was thinking to myself, I always take a view of looking at things globally, why things happen at this particular time in our life. Why why is it that the financial crisis has hit us now? And as a psychologist who's been working with the psychology of money, I realized that the truth is that people who have a lot of money tend to forget the reality that they live in and tend to forget, not everybody again, but... A lot and lot to, tend to forget that, that there is another reality. Um, and the movie Defiance came out and it shows, it's a story about courage and about going against all, all odds and it, even in difficult times, remembering uh, what's important and how not to get back down by the negativity. It's a, it's a movie about the partisans in the Holocaust. And it's beautiful to link it to our time to see, you know, people had nothing and 50 years later, they're flourishing. So what we are going through, it is a wake-up call. And perhaps it's, you know, we, we really forgot what's important in life. And it, it's time to go back to that, to family values, to relationship between people, to helping others, rather than, you know, give money so much importance in our life.
2: What could you tell us that you've learned about people in an economic crisis, whether they're you know, the people in Europe or here or the very wealthy or not so wealthy, the common thread, you know, what what have you learned?
3: The, I think the major thing that I've learned is how much people are attached to money, how materialism and financial comfort is something that's so easy to get attached to. And again, uh, how much people are concerned about money without realizing or seeing reality People have, are sometimes. I observe that people are placing much more importance on external things than internal things. That money and security has become the n- number one goal, and and they they tend to forget other important things in life, like their family and their friends. Um, I realize how much anxiety and stress it creates, and sometimes for no reason.
1: No, that's that's absolutely true, and you're you're right. You know this. If you look at the silver lining to an economic crisis, it sometimes can bring families, even though there's stress, it sometimes can bring families together. I noticed a lot A lot of families are staying in more. They're watching movies at home. They're, you know, eating the popcorn rather than running around and going out to various places. So maybe some families will get inner strength from some of these crises.
3: Do you know that's so accurate? I just want to share with you one example of a client of mine. Um... Living in Beverly Hills and in one of the most prominent neighbors, neighborhoods in, in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and the husband and wife had been fighting for in the past five years over things, and, and their relationship didn't work. And interestingly enough, due to the crisis, the, the, the husband lost everything. They they really lost everything to the point that they need to sell their house. But one of the things that the wife said to me, you know. My husband had to lose everything to wake up and to recreate a relationship between us. Maybe we've lost our money, but I've gained my husband.
1: Well, that's very interesting. Very poignant.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Well, you're taking your business global, and you know we do have a worldwide audience. We actually get people listening in Mozambique and uh, Tibet. It's phenomenal. But uh, what message would you like to send to our listeners out there who have who have really gone through pain have lost everything, or those go- who are going through tremendous lifestyle changes or emotional uh, relationship changes because of this economic crisis, what's the message you want to give them?
3: So the first thing I would like to say is that please don't run away from whatever emotions hit you. Um, anxiety and stress usually are created because we want to run, run away from our reality and the emotion that this reality brings inside us. So, be with it. Um, don't be afraid to face your fears and whatever it is that we are confronted internally. Go within rather than outside. Uh, assess the reality you are, you're in uh, because and, and look at history and remind yourself that people have gone through difficult times and survived. Um, it may require... Requires Uh, resourcing or redefining and evaluating the the resources that they have, um, learning to create a win-win mentality, developing a positive attitude, having a faith in something greater than yourself. Because research shows that when people hold that view in their mind and think of a positive tomorrow and really bring it into the present, they can come out of negative situations. A great example is Donald Trump. I remember hearing an interview with him when he was in debt of nine hundred million dollars. I think, and he said that he didn't look at the numbers. What he focused on is what he wants to create. So allow yourself time to process the emotions. Don't find quick solutions um, you know go through the fear and the anxiety and Focus on what do I want to create rather than what I don't have.
1: Well, that's uh, sometimes for some people, I guess, easier said than done. But I think certainly it's uh, it's it's a it's a goal to 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 really pursue because you're really talking about keeping hope alive. I, you know, don't let everything get you to the point where uh, you you throw in the towel.
3: And, Correct. And, and it's really important to create a mind a positive mindset. That's what will pull people through this time. Um and also connect to friends and family and, and bring more love and positive emotions into your daily life. Say thank, you know, say thankful, uh, thank you for what you already have. Let, uh, count your blessings. I, I know it sounds simple and I'm not saying anything new, but I've observed and I've, I've seen over time that those who really succeed are those who develop this type of attitude. And it takes time.
1: Well, that's great advice to give us as we close out this this particular show, and that is count your blessings and uh, be thankful for what you have. And I think we're all going to take that to heart as we go forward. Well, Raniette,
3: Larry, let me just share one simple thing sure. before we close. You know, I've developed a habit every morning. I sit and I write write down everything I'm thankful for from. From the eyesight that I have, and the the way the, that I can walk, and the car that I have, and the, everything, everything, and the more I do that, the more it keeps me in a positive state of mind. And I I know that I'm sharing myself, but I'm not the only one who is doing it. Be, working with people and giving that, them that advice, it's a great tool to have to develop that attitude. And yeah. We call it a daily practice to count our blessings.
1: I I tried to do that, but I only had a Post-it note. I couldn't uh, put too much (laughs) on it. (laughs) No, that's great advice. That really is. Well, Dr. Lamy, I want to thank you very much. You've uh, added a lot to uh, the discussion and... uh, given us a lot to think about because uh, we are going to be facing, I think it's not over, you know, I think it's going to maybe even get we're a little worse before it gets better. So we will take what you said to heart and hopefully next time we have you on the show, it'll be, uh, we'll, we're going to be talking about the stress of having too much wealth again. How's that sound?
3: Absolutely. That's a, let's, let's have the intention for that.
1: Absolutely. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, doctor, how would they do that?
3: Um, they can go to the, the website Doctor Lami. Dot com. D-R-L-A-M-I dot com.
1: Terrific. And uh, Mella, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that?
2: Uh, They can uh, find me on the Ringler website, or you can email me at uh, my uh, email address, which is on the Ringler website.
1: Terrific. And uh, if you're a first-time listener, you should know that every Ringler radio show can be downloaded from our website, ringlerassociates.com. Or from LegalTalkNetwork.com. Or you can even get it off of iTunes, which is really cool, because you can download it onto your iPod and take it all around the world. That sounds good, Doctor, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, I want all of you to uh, thank you for listening. All of you go out, try to make it a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Ring the Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential.